0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Resonant Frequency. Happy Monday to you all. Hope you had an awesome Thanksgiving. I know I enjoyed getting some time with uh, all of my extended family and eating way too much food. Um, It was a good time. Definitely glad to get some time off work as well. But uh Without further ado, let's get things started off in space. So, NASA's Artemis 1 moon mission, the agency's first big step toward returning astronauts to the lunar surface, launched to the moon on November 16th on a critical test flight to return astronauts to the moon. Artemis 1 is the first test flight of the agency's new Space Launch System, Mega Rocket, and the Orion spacecraft the SLS rocket launched the uncrewed Orion spacecraft on an approximately 25-day mission during which it will orbit the moon before returning to Earth. This is the same spacecraft that had suffered several delays over the summer, so congratulations to them for getting it up in the skies. And for world news this week, we're going to focus on China quite a bit. So Foxconn, uh, which is the plant that Apple uses to manufacture the iPhone, has offered to pay newly recruited workers 10,000 yuan to quit and leave the world's largest iPhone assembly factory in an attempt to quell protests that saw hundreds clash with security forces at the compound in central China. The Apple supplier made the offer after the protests erupted on Tuesday night over the terms of the new hires payment packages and COVID-related concerns about their living conditions. Scenes turned increasingly violent on Wednesday as workers clashed with a large number of security forces, including SWAT team officers. Videos circulated on social media show groups of law enforcement officers clad in hazmat suits, kicking and hitting protesters with batons and metal rods. Some workers were seen tearing down fences, throwing bottles at barriers and officers, and smashing down and overturning police vehicles. This is the same company that got a lot of attention about a decade ago for installing nets around the building due to so many employees committing suicide by leaping to their death. So, protests are also erupting across China, including at universities and in Shanghai where hundreds of people chanted, Step Down, Xi Jinping, Step Down, Communist Party, in an unprecedented show of defiance against the country's stringent and increasingly costly zero covid policy now this is a policy that has been devastating the economy and has left thousands locked in their homes without food Um, it seems that the chinese communist party they're either going to have to back off the zero policy and kind of sort of admit fault or they're going to have to dig their heels even further Um, time's only going to tell what it's going to be but they've basically backed themselves into a corner uh, with this covid nonsense So also in world news this week, the fashion designer Balenciaga has filed a $25 million lawsuit against the producers of a controversial ad campaign that included a child pornography court ruling and a child holding teddy bears dressed in bondage outfits. The advertisements came out of Paris Fashion Week and has supported the company's spring summer 2023 collection. Balenciaga has since wiped their social media accounts of all images, except for an apology in their Instagram story. Among the clothing worn by the children's toys in the ads are fishnet stockings, chokers, string vests, and chains, leading to many on social media to revert to it as child porn and disturbing. Perhaps the most shocking image is that of a document from a previous advertisement pictured close to a child and tucked under a purse. And it was the 2008 Supreme Court ruling of the United States versus Williams, which examined if laws against the promotion of child pornography were in violation of the First Amendment. So obviously, Balenciaga has tried to distance themselves from this. They're saying that it was the producers who put this together without them knowing about it. Uh, Honestly, I just find it fishy. All right, and moving things on to the U.S. news. So, billionaire Elon Musk said on Friday that he would support Ron DeSantis in 2024 if the Florida governor, who recently coasted to a second term, were to run for president. DeSantis earlier uh, this month defeated Democratic opponent Charles Crist by a nearly 20 percentage point to be reelected as Florida governor and has cemented himself as the Republican Party's top rising star. Uh, Political pundits have been seen doling out high marks for DeSantis, who is seen as a potential challenger to former President Donald Trump in the 2024 field of Republican presidential candidates. Um, Obviously, you know, it's not something Trump would step back and let him take charge of, so there's a good chance we might be looking at a head-to-head between the two of them, Uh, later on. So, all right. Also in U S news this week, senior officials at the federal reserve expect smaller increases in interest rates will soon be appropriate as the threat of a recession grows. Although the fed still expects rates to rise higher than previously forecast, senior officials are unsure just how much further they will go. Slower rate hikes, they say would give them more time to evaluate the lagging effects on the economy amid the rising threat of a recession. The Fed's economic staff for the first time said a recession was possible in the next year, and that's according to a detailed summary at the bank's last strategy session in early November. So I keep hearing whispers about this recession. Some say we're already in it. Some say that it's going to start next year. Um, And then, you know, basically they're trying to get a soft landing on all this inflation that they created. However, it's unclear how soft that's going to be and how long it's going to last. So estimates right now, you know, earliest bounce back we could be looking at would be 2024. But I was also uh, listening to someone earlier today as uh, an investor, net worth of about $5 billion, And he was saying that it could be way longer than that. We could be looking at... um a multi-year, almost a decade recession. So, hopefully, that's not the case. But it wouldn't hurt to uh, set some cash aside for potential hard times in the future. And for the local segment this week, so the Bucky's location in Athens opened its doors Monday, November twenty-first. Crowds lined up outside as they waited to experience the famous Texas-based franchise. It's known for its Texas barbecue the world's cleanest bathrooms, and its beaver mascot. The travel center is stacked with 120 fueling stations, over 53,000 square feet of retail, food and drink options, and a car wash. It's going to be located just off I-65 on Huntsville-Browns Ferry Road in Athens, and this location marks the first one in North Alabama and the third Buc-ee's in the state. The others are located in Leeds and Robertsdale, and a fourth location is coming to Auburn in the near future, according to the company. All right, and for the crypto segment this week, we've got Bitcoin coming in at 16600 so it's still kind of floating in a similar range as last week. Uh, and for the story this week, so cryptocurrency exchange Binance is making a move in the hardware wallet industry. The firm announced on November 21st that its venture capital arm Binance Labs has made a strategic investment in a Belgian hardware wallet firm called Engrave. Uh, this is actually one of them I was checking out. It's supposed to have the best security, uh, etc. They had only done like kind of like almost like a pre-launch Um round but it looks super sweet so i'm actually excited that uh, binance is dipping their toes in uh, and investing with them because i think it really could be one of the best hardware wallets moving forward right now it's just ledger and trezor that's really um, industry giants as far as the hardware wallets goes um, but anyway uh, yeah so binance is going to lead their upcoming series a round uh, they were founded in 2018 Engrave specializes in self-custody and provides a security suite compromising, or comprising excuse me, three major elements, connectionless hardware, wallet zero, um, the key backup tool, Graphene, and the Liquid Mobile app. So y'all uh, check that out. spelled N-G-R-A-V-E. So it's pretty sick looking. And the second crypto story this week. So on the 14th of the month... Um, The Texas Bitcoin Foundation and Texas State Technical College announced the launch of the first professional certifications in Bitcoin mining offered by any institution of higher education in the world. The programs, generously funded by philanthropists Felicia and Gideon Powell, will prepare students for employment by the growing number of Bitcoin mining companies that operate in Texas. Uh, Over the past several years, Texas has become a world leader in Bitcoin mining as local mining companies have been founded and large international Bitcoin companies have relocated to Texas. Miners cite uh, reasons as being a good regulatory framework, abundant energy, and relatively low energy costs. And a capable workforce as reasons why Texas is a preferred jurisdiction to mine Bitcoin. And for the positive story this week so, Oregon Governor Kate Brown has announced that she will be issuing pardons for 45,000 people that have all been convicted of felony cannabis possession in the state. All associated fines will also be wiped away, clearing more than 14 million in criminal charges. The state courts will now begin working to seal all possession charges, records, and ensure that those that have been convicted won't face economic or employment impediments. It's been several years since Oregon decriminalized simple possession of cannabis, yet many people continue to carry a felony charge on their record despite its current legality. It Makes no sense. No one deserves to be forever saddled with the impacts of a conviction for simple possession of marijuana, a crime that is no longer on the books in Oregon. And that's what she said in a press release. Oregonians should never face housing insecurity, employment barriers, and educational obstacles as a result of doing something that is now completely legal and has been for years. So makes perfect sense to me. Uh, Kudos to her for getting that done. And for the fun facts this week, so Steady Ed Hedrick invented the frisbee in 1950. He then went on to create the sport of disc golf in the 1970s. When he died in 2002, his final wish was to have his ashes turned into, guess what, a frisbee. His son said it was his father's dream that they play with him after death and that he might even accidentally end up on someone's roof. That's a lighthearted guy there. Uh, Second fun fact, so the Hollywood sign in Los Angeles once said Hollywood Land, but that was changed in 1949. And the third fun fact, considering a rooster's call can reach 140 decibels or louder, it might leave one to wonder how the rooster itself keeps from going deaf when that noise is coming right out of its beak. But it actually turns out the farm fowl have built-in earplugs. Researchers found that when a rooster opens his beak to crow, Its external auditory canals close off, preventing sound from coming in and doing any damage. Alright, and for the comedy segment this week. So Pearl Jam tried to warn us about Ticketmaster in the 90s, but we didn't listen. Probably because we couldn't understand what Eddie Vedder was saying. And I have this reoccurring nightmare where not only am I forced to become vegan, but I'm also stranded alone on a desert island. And there's nobody to tell. And I put a giant map of the world up on the wall and gave my wife a dart. And I told her, wherever it lands, we're going to go on a holiday. So I guess we're going to spend three weeks behind the fridge. Inspirational quote of the week is, Be kind, for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. And that's by Socrates. Spotify's song of the week is, Suffocate by Keizo and Bad Omens. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in again. Uh, Appreciate it, and I will catch y'all next time. Deuces.